Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. great father who cares so much about become a small person. I can see that lives are being changed in this church. Because I knew one or two people when I joined this church. And lives have been transformed totally. People who do not have beloved are now having beloved. It it must be that the power of God has changed somebody's attitude well enough that somebody will see you worthy to, to, to like you. Amen. And all is because of the anointing. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the anointing that is amongst us. That teaches us every Sunday, Tuesday. And it's a great blessing. Amen. So to, tonight is a privilege for me to share from what he has been sharing. Amen. Amen. And like Bible says, Paul said that for us it is safe that there, there should be repetition. To him it's not grievous at all to repeat the same thing over and we did uh, this month of soaking the camp. Bishop said something that really touched my heart. 
and I've purposed in my heart that every time I have the chance, I will repeat the same thing. He said that the, great, the source of great strength and power is to repeat the words of an anointed man of God, whom God has inspired to speak anointed words. Amen. If you look at the Bible, it is anointed words, spoken by anointed men of God. Amen. And so I believe that tonight, as I reiterate what our Father has taught us, God is going to bless you also. Amen. Amen. What uh, has been our topic for the past week? The call. The call. Amen. Amen. And uh, Oh, take your notes. We are going through your notes. You, do, you don't have to write anything today. Amen. Amen. If you come with a book, you return with a book. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The call. What was the first thing that we learned about the call? Oh, are you reading your notes? Do you have Do you have a note at all? Oh, check your neighbor's note and see if your neighbor have a note. Many are called. Amen. The first thing that he taught us about the call is that many are called. And what about what about the second thing? We are called to fruitfulness. Do you have notes at all? How many of you write notes in church? Oh, how many of you write notes in church? I'm only seeing few hands. What about those who those of us who whose hands are down? Do you have notes? Check your neighbor's notes and see if the person writes notes. And if the person doesn't have notes, it's a very bad attitude. <laughs> Tell your neighbor it's a very bad attitude. You can't be in a church and you don't take notes. How do you remember what is taught? Amen. The second point is what? We are called to fruitfulness. Amen. Amen. We are not called to, to, to what? To marriage. Hey. We are called to fruitfulness. Amen. And then the third thing is what? We are not called in the same way. I'm happy about this point. That we are not called in the same way. Amen. And the uh, fourth point is what? People are called in an ordinary way. Ordinary way. How many of you believe that people are called in an ordinary way? Yeah. Five. What did he say? Some people are called through their desires. Amen. Amen. How many of you believe you have been having some desires in your heart about, about the work of God? Oh, almost none of you. Mercy. Amen. Amen. If you don't have a desire tonight, it will come upon you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Then we went to the characteristics of called people. Amen. And the first thing he said was what? God called failures. Amen. And then the second thing? Unworthy people. The third thing that he shared with us was that what? People who are rejected. How many of you have been rejected before? Wow. But you are the one that God has called. Have you looked at a police announcement, wanted? No, have you looked at a police announcement that they, they post red letters, wanted? You are the one that God is look, looking for. If, if you, have, you, have, you have been rejected by people before, you are the one that God is after. Amen. God is after you because God wants someone like you. Amen. And the, the fourth thing that he said is that uh, God called people who are what? Unbelievable. 
Amen. Amen. Please, if uh, let's stop the movement and concentrate. Amen. Amen. Then the fifth one that he shared with us: God called people with inferiority complex. Amen. People who have self-low self-esteem, low self-esteem, and low self-perception. You don't think of yourself as somebody who deserves to be called by God. I mean, actually, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to, to think of yourself like that. Amen. Because it helps you to, to respond very well. Amen. When, when a lady thinks too high of herself, I mean, you can do all the maneuvers. You will not get her. Amen. But tonight, I want to start from the beginning. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 22, verse 14. The Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 22. Let's read it together. Matthew 22, 14. For many are called, few are chosen. Amen. Amen. Many of us are called. Amen. And our father explained the word many. Amen. But it seems like if you look at this scripture, the distance between, there seems to be a distance between people who are called and people who are chosen. Do you see? It's like a gap. Do you look at the scripture that way? Many are called. Then the word says, but few are chosen. There seems to be a pause. Do you see? And that gap between many are called and few are chosen. Hmm? It's the gap of proper response to the call. Do you, do you understand? It's, it's a gap that shows people who value the call. So our father said that anybody who will, 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 will be chosen, or who is chosen by God, or anybody who is called, you must first make sure that you respond very well. Amen. And he said that for you to respond very well, one of the critical things you need to do as a person or as somebody who is called, you must identify the person who is calling you. Amen. Because it could be that an aunt is the one calling you. And when an aunt call, called you, then you must be worried. Amen. And it could be that it's actually the one calling you. Amen. And your ability to differentiate between the people who are calling you helps you in your response towards the call. Amen. So, Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. How come that many people are called, but few people are chosen? What is the determining factor to be chosen? That, is, that must be one of your quests in life, to find out that what must I do as a person to be chosen? Amen. And I'm glad that this call is not a call by an uncle or an aunt. Do you see? It is a call by God. Amen. And our father, our father made mention that when you know the person who is calling, it even affects the way you respond. Like the way you came to church today. If you really know who is calling you, your coming to church will be different. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand the scripture now? Do, do you, are you getting me? Do you see? So when you are able to identify the person who is calling you, your response will be different. And he used the example of a master calling or a, a, a CEO calling a secretary. And he said that when the a CEO calls a secretary, what comes to a secretary's mind is not that the, the man wants to sleep with her. Do you see? 
the purpose for the call is to come and do something. So he, he also said that what can help you to respond well is a thought. That when somebody is calling you, the person, your ability to identify the person calling you can also reflect the thought. Because when your girlfriend calls you, it can, there can be another thought. Do you get it? And is, it, that thought is different from the, thought that, the uh, kind of thought that will come to your mind when your mother calls you. Do you, do you, do you see? So, God is the one calling us here. And our response, our ability to identify that God is the one calling us it will help us in our work with God. Amen. So, the people who are chosen are the people who have responded well. Do you get it? The people who are able to come and be saved or God will say that I have called these many people but I'm choosing this person are people who have responded well. Amen. Not everybody who is called will be chosen. Because you, you will see, when a young man started, starts life, he has plenty of young ladies around. Do you get it? He can choose from, but maybe a proper one, a proper response result in marriage. Or do you think every man has one girl that he set his eyes on? You are lying. <laughs> <laughs> It is the only one. In fact, Bishop said that Bishop said that somebody's promised land is somebody's deserted land. The promised land of Israel was a land inhabited by the Philistines. You didn't know. Maybe the person you are married to was actually an, somebody's reject. Do, do you get it? I know, and do, do, not be, do not be so offended by it. You, you must be excited that the person has left him for you. Amen. Amen. That the person has become your promised land. Amen. Amen. So it's, it is not everybody who qualified to be chosen. Perhaps the attitude of the person is, was very bad. You know, recently uh, I was talking with someone about uh, another person who has been bounced by a brother. And the person was telling me, she felt so bad. And I was like, oh yeah, me too. I feel bad, but I don't feel too much bad for the person. Because I knew this person when the person did not have a beloved, had a beloved, and then now, that she's also without a beloved. When we were all single, and, <laughs> and we were around, oh, she was very respectful. I think that and her, the recognition by the brother. Do you see? Then later when she had a beloved, I mean, all of us are like garbage. She talked to us anyhow. It's like her authority has come. Even the, the way she works is different. I mean, if you see her, it's like you are useless. And it's like my, my, my beauty has, has, has gained me this. So when, when I heard it, I said, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not so... so because I'm not so um, down for her. No. I, yeah, I believe it, that it should happen. Amen. So not everybody behaves in a, a certain way that qualifies the person to be chosen. And so when you are able to identify that this thing that I'm doing, it is God who is calling you, your response will be different. Yeah. Amen. You will respond in the proper way. Your ability to, to, to do things for God will change. Amen. Another example I, can, I could give you is, um, I remember in Ghana, when from after high school you go to, straight to college, but there are two very competitive schools, 
uh, KNUST, and then Legon. <laughs> Do you see? And if you are, you, are, you are a science student, I mean, ultimately, your aim is to go to medical school. Do you see? Uh, but things do happen. Maybe your exam did not turn well for you. You, you didn't get the eight A's that people are getting. Maybe you get the six, six A's and you are not. But you know, the fact that you get six A's doesn't mean people don't get eight A's. A lot of people will have the eight A's. So most of those people go to tech, KNUST, and those of us who are, who are behind the bar will go to uh, Legon for compet uh, competition. We call it medical or suicide. You see that you get to medical school, you die. Amen. So, our year, they admitted about 1,200 of us. And out of that 1,200, only 250 have to go to medical school. Now, you see, they, they place us in biological science. Everybody from every school, no matter where you are from, they have called you to the school. They, they place you, everybody do biological science. Is it that you kill yourself and get to medical school, or you die, or you die after people have got into medical school? And it is a very stressful uh, season, like a, or a two, a, of two semesters. I, I can tell you, the ability to get to medical school, it depends so much on how you, well you respond to the teaching. It depends on how well you handle the course. If you do not handle it well, you will not be able to get to medical school. The sleeplessness. I mean, we see some people, they said, oh, if their mothers are, they, they don't care, their mothers will be mad at them. They could come and take the, this thing, the course, and they will go home and sleep. It's not serious. Sleeping like a, a pig. And you want to get to medical You cannot get into it. So what I'm trying to let you understand that your, your, your response, how appropriate you respond to the call that has been placed on you, would determine whether you get to medical school or not. There were some people who should have been there because they were very intelligent. They came from Presec, they came from all the big schools that you know. But some of us also came from that secondary school. I mean, I mean, when, your, when the name of your school begins with a town, then you should not say, no, sorry. <laughs> do, do you understand? Nyakpala, Bibiani, Kolegono. Then you should know that your name, your, the name of your school is not a proper school. But when you hear Presec, Wesley Girls, then you are, you are, at, at this other college, you see, Infancipim. Those are, those are the schools. Do you understand? But you see, as somebody with a potential, somebody with a potential of that caliber will come to university and will not be able to get to medical. Why? Because the person has not been able to respond well to the call. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? The person has not been able to respond well to, to, to the call. So whenever somebody has called you, it must be your heart desire that you respond well. Like many of us in this church, our father has called many of us closer. But it seems like nobody has called you. But you are not serious with the call. You are not responding well. Do, do you remember the story in the Bible when Esther was called by the king? Yes. Do you know what happened to her? No. You don't know what happened to her? Oh, you should know. She didn't respond well. Her, her, her feelings that, okay, now me to have I've gotten a husband for myself. 
I can do what I want to do. Do, do, do you get it? That end up in her replacement. In the same way, when God is calling you, uh, uh, Vasti, sorry, sorry. Thank you for the, the very remembrance. Amen. Amen. In the same way, if God is calling you and you are delaying or you do not respond well, he will replace you. So you see, many of the people who are called, some of them are not supposed to be chosen in the first place, but they end up being chosen. You see, many of the, because they, they did respond very well. Amen. In the, like in the Bible, Jesus said he came for what? The people of Israel. And now that even qualifies people like us to be called, to be chosen people, like you are the chosen generation. Meanwhile, we were not part of the original plan of God. Jesus said he came for the, the Jews, not to the household of the Samaritans and the Gentiles. He came purposely for the Jews, but the Jews did not respond well. Amen. So, when somebody has determined in his heart to call you, you must respond well. Bible says that when uh, King Ahasuerus, who is also called Zezis, Zezis is his Greek name, Bible says that when Esther refused, he decided to make a decree. He said, bring all the virgins in town. They brought all the virgins. And Bible says that there was a man by name Mordecai, who is a Jew. He has a, a, a an uncle who has a daughter by name Hadassah, who is also called Esther. And then he said she was also qualified to join the competition. That's Esther chapter 2. Bible says from verse 9 going that they assembled them and they present them to a eunuch who prepared them for their day of competition. Do you see? They decorate them, they bath them, they, they give them perfume to wear, I mean, Proper treatment for that you present, you make you nice for a king. Amen. Let, let's actually read that scripture. Esther chapter 2 verse, I think verse 9 or something. Let's read from there. If you can give us a message so that it will be simple to read. I like message versions. Hegai liked Esther and took special interest in her. Right off he started her beauty treatment, ordered special food, assigned her seven personal maids from the palace, and put her and her maid in the best rooms in harem. Esther didn't say anything about her family and her racial background because Mordecai had told her not to do so. Look, one of the things you need in life is somebody, I'm just maybe just to diverse more, is somebody who can advise you. You see, you, you, live for, you learn from Esther. He said, Esther was advised not to mention her. And if you work in a health field, one of the things you should do easily is to tell people I'm from Africa. No. <laughs> oh, you don't know? Oh, the matter the fact they know, they would look down on you. They would tell you, like, yeah, she's from Africa. She's from Africa. You, you have to work personally, they will tell you. Oh, where are you from? If you ask me, I will never mention my background. That's the truth. <laughs> you see? Because they, they immediately, because if immediately by the look of your face, certain people cannot come to you for treatment. Amen. So, one of the things that Mordecai told uh, Esther is that do not tell people about your background. Then let's continue. 
Every day, Mordecai strode beside the court of the harem to find out how Esther was and get news of what she was doing. Each girl's turn came to go into Kinzezes after she had completed the 12 months of prescribed beauty treatment. Hey! Six-month treatment with oil of May, followed by six-month with perfume and cosmetics. Somebody received that treatment in Jesus' name. Hey! But what you must learn in this scripture is not a shout. <laughs> what you must learn is that she was being prepared to meet a man. Do you see? Some of you will say, oh, me, that's the, I like this perfume. I like this, I like that. You say, me, my, I can't change my nature. That's why you, you, you will not get a beloved. You see? Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Your, as for your mind, it must be transformed. So you need somebody to put perfume on you. The perfume you don't put on. You don't use cologne. <laughs> you, you want a beloved, but you are... <laughs> oh, mercy on us. Amen. You want a beloved, but you don't have sweet odor. Hey, you have to have precious, nice, attractive odor. Because one of the things that attracts people is perfume. Your body odor. It causes people to like you. There's somebody who comes... It's because of your perfume. Amen. So Bible is saying that Bible is saying that these people they have to go through treatment. Amen. Oh, so is somebody receiving a lesson from this? Yeah, that you have to put on perfume treatment. You must be taught how to cook. All, all is part of it. Mere sweet, precious ointment. <laughs> how to take shower in the night, two times a night, <laughs> not only once. I mean, you have to. Uh, everything is included in this package. Six months, six months, this. Beauty treatment. When you see their fingernails, you know that, yeah, manicure and pedicure. When you see them, you, you see that they are very, they are very, very treated. Amen. No someone. <laughs> Amen. You, it's not somebody who comes in between the oh. Your nails are well treated. You have gone through, yes. Yeah. I mean, you know something if you scratch before then, you see? Precious treatment. Let's continue. When it was time for the girl to go to the king, she was giving whatsoever she wanted to take with her. When she left the harem for the king's quarters, she would go there in the evening, and in the morning she would return. To a second harem overseen by Shagaz, the king's eunuch in charge of the concubine. I don't know why they are eunuch, but it's, it's very powerful. She never again went back to the king unless the king took a special liking to her and asked her, asked for her, asked for her by name. Amen. When it was Esther's turn to go to the king, Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who was adopted, who has adopted her, who had adopted her as his daughter, she asked for nothing other than what Hegai, the king's eunuch in charge of the harem, had recommended. Do you see the difference between the two? So, a, a group of girls are being chosen to be selected by someone, to be chosen. All of them are beautiful girls. 
All of them are nice. If you want to understand this story very well, watch Esther on Netflix. Yeah, there's a story of Esther. The whole book, how from the beginning to the end, you'll be blessed by it. The Bible says that girls from beautiful girls, not only Esther was beautiful, all of the girls were beautiful. But what earned Esther the, the, the ability to be chosen by the king? Bible says that when it was the turn of other girls, they decide to choose whatever they want. Do, do you get it? Everybody, oh, I'm, what fits me is a long skirt. Meanwhile, you are a short person. You can wear a long skirt. <laughs> do, do you understand? Meanwhile, what, what fits you best is, is something nice that you show your leg and you become attractive. Big earring doesn't fit your face. Do, do you understand? But they decided to go and choose those, those kind of things. Hairstyle that is not proper. Do, do you understand? So it is not enough to perfume your body. It is not enough to, to get all the nice treatment for six months or know how to cook. It must, you must be able to present yourself in a certain way that you can also be accepted. Amen. So Bible is saying that the rest of the guests, okay, if they attend, nine of them, all of them went to, okay, what do you want to do? I'm going to see the king today. I mean, you know what fits me. Let me wear this. And so they wear it and they, they went. Bible said they went there overnight. Nothing happened. They came back. Nothing happened. You think that the king will like me? Never. When he, when he sees you, he's down. His spirit is down. Amen. Do you know why? They do not qualify. Your hair, you are beautiful, but your hair doesn't look. So do, do you understand? But Esther, Esther responded well to, to, to the reason why she's there. Because she realized that maybe the man who is there knows what the king likes. So he said that, Look, what do you recommend for me to wear? Bible says when Esther wore, she was preferred. It was not only favor. So it has been like we are favored to be called by God. But your response well, eh, you, if you don't respond well, you can end up somewhere you don't like. The reason why you will not be chosen is because you, you, are, you, have, you lack the ability to respond well. The reason why that the call that God has called you, the ministry that God has called to give you, the reason why he will not give it to you is because you have not responded well. Bible says of uh, Samuel, the Bible says Samuel chapter 2, 1 Samuel chapter 2, there's the guy, the boy Samuel, ministered before the Lord under uh, Eli. Did you get it? Your ability to even place yourself under someone when you are even caught will determine where you go. Bible said that day, that, within that year, the voice of the Lord was few. No, it was uncommon. He heard the voice of the Lord, but God spoke to Samuel. Your ability to behave well when you are called by someone. Your ability to behave well when somebody has chosen you. Your ability to behave well when, when you, uh, somebody has valued you and said that I want to work with you. It will determine the, 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 uh, your future or why you will be chosen or not, why you will be rejected. Amen. So you see many people who God has called. You see, God has died for everyone. But your ability to respond and say that I believe in your love, I believe that you have died for me, determine the people who have been chosen by God. And if, if you want to take it higher, the people who have been called by God, who are in the church, who are said they are Christian, the ability to become pastors and become shepherds and to serve the Lord and become a, the evangelist, the prophet that God desires to you, determine on how you respond. So there are people who are actually prophets, but because they do not respond, they are never called, they are never chosen by God. 
to become prophets. Do, do you remember the story of uh, uh, this guy, Elisha's uh, servant, Gehazi? Gehazi was in line for anointing. That when this man should die, then this will come. He went after money. He did not behave well. Somebody who has been called and destined for great anointing to be chosen to be the next uh, person who will carry four times the anointing on Elijah did not behave well. He went after money. What did, Nehemiah, what did Nehemiah say? He said, be happy. Take more, be happy. And most of us, that's how we are behaving. You have been called to help as a shepherd. You have been called to maybe sing in a choir. You are not behaving well. You are not responding well to the call. How? You, because you are not taking your, the choir rehearsal seriously. Because you don't behave as the person who has been called by God. So when you see somebody who has been behaving well to the choir master, do you think the choir master will not choose the person? Yes. We will choose the person at any time. You bad behavior. Choir rehearsal, you will not come. Uh, praise and worship, you will not come. And you want to be chosen to stand here and sing? You will never be chosen. Whose voice will you use to sing? Whose voice? The person who has been here? That's why you come to the choir, you, instead of singing uh, auto or soprano, you sing choir, uh, uh, him, him, now, him now voice. <laughs> Baritone. <laughs> it doesn't work in the choir that way. Your ability to be chosen by anyone, to be chosen to stand here, it depends on how you behave. Some of you believe that it is very important that when somebody calls you, must learn how to behave. Because you cannot go to the White House and behave anywhere, anyhow. When you have been called, look, Sakaramuchi, or whatever they call him, do you, have you heard him? He, he, look, Sakaramuchi, Sakaramuchi. The one, the, the one who replaced Son Spicer. He came there, look, every profession has a way of behaving. When you become a doctor, there is an expectation. Why, why do they take people's license? Because their behavior is not in line with the code of conduct. Do you understand? Why would they seize your nursing license? Why would they take it from you? Because you are not behaving well. Do you get it? So when you are being called to the, to the bar as a lawyer, you must be your ability to behave well determine how long you keep your license. Do, do you see? So that's why you see, uh, if you, you call yourself a Christian, fornicating around, you think you'll you, you, you be choosing to handle some anointing? No. You cannot. You cannot. Every vessel will serve a particular purpose. And there's something, some vessels that do not carry some things. Some things. Amen. Amen. So I was talking about Son Spicer and Sikaramuchi. Uh, <laughs> Every profession has a way of behaving. This man came to replace this gentleman. Within 10 days, it's as though he's the king of the the, the, the White House, talking anyhow. You, you, interview talking anyhow. How about insulting people, the person using all kind of words that he, he doesn't need to use. Within 10 days, they sack him. <laughs> they sack him. Amen. So your ability to be chosen, your ability to, to respond well to the person who is calling you, determine who, uh, uh, why you will be chosen. Do, do you understand? How far you will go? 
how long you, you will remain in your position. Amen. Doctor, nurses, all of them, when you misbehave, they'll take your license from you. So do you think that God will not take his, his this thing if you are misbehaving? A Christian called by God to serve as a shepherd. Will you ask your time, what time do you get to church? You want to start a church, you want to be sent to start a church, do you think you'll be chosen to go and start? Because this attitude that you are showing do not qualify you to, 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 to hold that office. Because actually you think you have a desire, but you are not demonstrating desire. You think you have passion, but you are not demonstrating passion. Amen. Amen. When you go to school, you do not learn well. You will not be chosen. I mean, if your language, is, your way of speaking is not good, like you talk like me, you will not be chosen as a head prefect. <laughs> do you understand? So you, 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 you must be able to respond very well. Shepherds, you must be able to respond very well. Like this thing that you have been called to, uh, to help in church as a shepherd. It must be your ability, to, your, your aim to take it to the highest level. Whether you have heard the voice of God or not. It, may, it, it could be that a man is saying that, oh, join the choir. But you must take it very seriously. Because a lot of people who are calling the Bible, they heard the voice of a man. Talking about uh, uh, this guy, Samuel. He heard God, but he said, hey, it sounds like Eli. He went to Eli and said, no, I don't call you. Go and tell. You, you, that means that the voice of God that comes to you, it sounds like a human being. And I'm, I mean, I'm, not, surprised. I'm not surprised because the Bible says God created that in his image. God has a voice. God has a mouth. He has ears. Amen. Amen. So this call that you are called, I mean, because if you look, look at the way, the way we are doing the work as shepherds, it's, it's like we are not serious about what we are doing. You're not serious about what But you'll be happy, oh, I want, I want to be sent to go and start a church. You do not have the qualities. You do not behave well. You're not behaving well. When they send you, you go and disgrace the church. In fact, you are here, but you don't know a lot about things about the church. Shepherd, you, are not, you do not take time to invest. You have not invested time in purchasing materials. I mean, we, we have been announcing get gadgets where we will put uh, messages on it. There's no... One, how, how many response? 3% response. Why? Why? Why is that? Because you are not taking the call seriously. And Bishop, uh, uh, our father taught us that when you are behaving like that, the only thing that we, we can say about your character is that you do not value the call. Or you do not value the person who is calling you. So what, what that is, is trying to tell, let you understand that is either you do not respect God for calling you or you do not respect him for using his voice to call you as a shepherd. Because how many of us heard the voice? Let's be serious. You heard the voice calling you to become a shepherd in the church. Or you had a dream that God came to wake you up. You know from today you have to become a shepherd. No. You see, but you don't know why maybe he, he will not joke with somebody. And you say that, oh, this person, I take this person seriously. You may not know why he, he may value brandy. Like, the, every day he's there to play the keyboard for the church. You may not know why. Because if, assuming when, whenever we come, we don't, we don't find him. Do you think he'll be of importance? No. But when you see, say, oh, they have, he, has, he doesn't have favorites. He doesn't have favorites. There are billions of people who are responding well. And today, it must be from today, it must be your desire to respond well to the call of God that you have heard. 
upon your life. If Brandy chose you to do something in the choir, in the place of, you must, you, it must be your ability, it must be your desire that you will do it well so that he will like you. Your aim must be that he, he, will, he will be pleased with what you are doing. Because what you don't know is that when you come to choir, Reverend does he sing? Does he sing? Every anointing that will help Reverend in his ministry has been put on him to help the choir. Prayer warriors, let's come to you. Prayer warriors. You, are, you said you are called to be a prayer warrior. There's a certain ability you need to show that deserves the, the recognition that this person is a warrior. I mean, when we put you one-on-one one on one to pray, you, you get tired. Within three minutes, you don't have anything to say. Everything, mama, 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 are you an agent? You, you must be able to use scriptures to pray. You must be able to use it. Do you know, you do know, you, prayer warrior, when we call you down, what prayer do you have in you? And you see, that tendency to just one, we did three minutes, you are looking at, um, um, no, you are, it's, it's tiredness. Your ability to wait on God seven hours. Today, how many of you fasted? Prayer warriors, how many of you fasted? You see? Because I didn't post it. It is not in you. It, it has not become part of you. It has not become part of you. The things which are part of us, we do them naturally. So look at you that, do, what, what, are, what you are doing, do you deserve to handle something greater than what you, still, you have now? Amen. That what, than what is coming out of your heart. So your ability not to wake up and pray or to come, on, uh, come to church on, in, uh, on time, it's a reflection of what is in your heart. That you are not taking the call of God seriously. Amen. Amen. Why must we behave in, in, in a good way? Why must we behave in a proper way? Amen. Why must we behave in a proper way? Behave in a proper way. What, what it means to work, to work worthy of the calling of God upon your life. So all that I'm saying, you can put it under a small title, Walking Worthy of the Call of God. Amen. And we are still in the call. How many of you are getting a lot of things from the call? That there's a way, a way to, a way you behave determines who you, because what, what did we learn from the beginning? We said God called people who are what? Failures. Does that mean the failures are chosen? No. Read the book. Go, go and read many accords. Read it well. He is using the word God called people are who are what? Furious. You see, there are people that they have low self-esteem. You can decide to beloved those such a person, she will still have that attitude. And you 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 have no option than to leave the person. Am I lying, brothers, sisters? Am I lying? Or what I'm saying is, is beyond your understanding. Self-esteem, uh, low self-esteem, always, oh, this year I promise you are going to leave me. Oh, why? Do you see? Low self-esteem, very low, very low. 
God called people who are what? Unbelievable. Does that mean that God has chosen unbelievable people? No. When you are called and you are unbelievable, you must live a life that is worthy of the call. When you are, you are, you are sleeping with the girls and then God has called you, but no, in the first place, people do not believe in you because you, 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 you are a bad boy. Do, do you understand? They don't believe in you because you are a bad, a bad boy or a bad man. Now, when people do not believe in you and God has called you and put you behind a pulpit or put you as a shepherd in church, now it must be your, your determination or your, your, your aim that I must, I must behave better than I was behaving. Amen. You must, you, must, you, must, you must determine that you, my lifestyle must change. Moses was, was a murderer when he, he was called, so God called murderers. Do you understand? They say, hey, when I come to God, I'll... When, when he was called, he, none, of them, none of those things happened again. Amen. Amen. So when God called you as a failure, when you come, you, you must change. The fact that you failed in school and they say God called you failure, you are happy. When you come, you must do better in ministry. You must be the fact that you fail is without me, you will fail in ministry. Amen. So you, you must be able to work to work worthy of the call. So that's all that I'm trying to explain to you that when somebody has placed a value on you and give you his precious uh, anointing, precious call, or open his mouth to call you, you must make sure that you behave a way that a way that deserves that that you, you tell the person that I'm you are not foolish to choose me. Or you are not stupid to cho- to have chosen me to, to, to work with you. Do you get it? But most of it, that's the way, the way we make God to look like. That God cried, you are not serious. You know that me, I don't, I don't like this thing, but you called me a long time ago. That's the way we behave, like we treat the men of God. That you, I mean, me, crap, the shepherd, I don't want to be. You know, be something I did love. But you have chosen me. Do, do you see? And it, it becomes a pain in the heart of the person. Everybody who marries, marry both men and women, they have a particular desire they are looking for. You must, when you are, you are a married woman, you can't behave as a prostitute. Oh no, it's an example I'm giving. I'm not missing, you see. When, when, when somebody marries, he, he, his aim is that you stay with him. So when you come, no, there's no way, there's, 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 there should be no way that you become, behave like a prostitute. Do you, do you see? That now somebody has chosen you, so uh, me, uh, a lot of girls like me, so you like every girl. You, you are stupid. Do, do you see? Because the person has a particular reason why he has chosen you. It must be your aim that of all the women that have been, um, my, my husband has passed to choose me, I must be able to live well for him. Do you get it? Of, of all the girls in America that the person has bypassed to come and pick you from Ghana and bring you here. I mean, I shouldn't say Ghana, a certain country. <laughs> to bring you here, it must be your aim that you'll be that kind of best uh, wife to the person. In the same way, when a, a, a young girl who has been approached by thousands of men, I mean, you know that your, your, your beloved is more beautiful than you. You, you, you cry, you cry, who, sell, who have selected you? Do you see? 
And the, you, it must be your aim that you should you, you must not become somebody who just go around me, other girls like me. So you, you are going to add them to your, the, your, 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 your wife. No, it doesn't happen that way. And it's unfortunate that many young people or young, many young girls like in this country actually live as prostitutes. Why am I saying that? They think that the fact that they are, they are not going on the street and getting money hmm, from what they are sleeping with other boys, that is it's not prostitution. But it's prostitution. Yeah, the oldest profession. <laughs> Do you see? You are, you, you, you are somebody's choice. Then you go around sleeping with, even if you sleep with one or two, you don't say one or two, pair you have done. One, even if it's a prostitution. <laughs> who, who has a limit for, for, for who determines prostitution? One or two or more? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> do, do, do you get it? That's, that's all, all sorts of prostitution. But the fact that you are not getting money from me doesn't mean that you are not a prostitute. Don't say that you are trying people and see who is best for you. Somebody told me, uh, uh, I mean, the thing, you must try it and see. I said, hey, look. It's not Kele Wele. Do you get it? You, can, you cannot try it and see it. it it's that, that this is what you are, you are taking for life. Amen. And by the, the fact that you are not taking money doesn't mean that you are not positive. Look, who told you all positive accept money? How do you know in the first place? Do you see? It's in the Bible. There are prostitutes that don't take money. Read Ezekiel 16. They don't take money. They, they even give boys money. Come and do it and I'll give you money. Do, do you understand? So, and when, when you are being called, when you are being called, when you are being called by, by a, a great person to assist or to work with him, you must behave well. You must behave well. Why? Why must we walk worthy of the call that has been placed on us? Why must we behave well as God has called us? Do you know why? One, is because it's, it's, it's a great privilege to be chosen. It's a great privilege to be chosen. When you, you take a look at you around your surrounding and your neighborhood, how many people are seriously serving God the way you are? How many people even have the heart to come to church? How many people even have the mind of God in them? God has decided to favor you. And you must see it as a privilege. When you look at your family, how many people are saving your family? Me, look, me if he has not been Christ then, or if he hasn't been that I moved early, they would have made me a chief of my village. You don't, you don't believe it. I'm telling you. By the time I was young, they started calling me Papa, Papa. My mom, my mom realized that this is not good. You have to move. Everybody see you, papa, 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 papa. So everybody starts buying. Like, by the time you're right, they make you a chief. They spoil your life. I know people, by the time you get to training college, they say, hey, this guy is going to be great. They make you a chief. You stay back in the village. So if I, I stand here and I can think about God, it must be a great privilege for me. So I must behave in a proper way that, God, I'm grateful for your blood. I'm grateful for what you have done for me. Look, for Reverend to have chosen me and said, oh, Chani, when I'm coming to uh, do this and do this and introduce and this, it's a great privilege. There must not be any reason why I must go about sleeping with girls in the church. 
Do you think I'm, I'm behaving well? Do you think it, I don't deserve, I deserve a slap if I should behave that? There must not be any reason I must go telling people, give me money, give me money. Anytime you are chosen by someone, value it. You must value it. You must, it's a great privilege to be chosen by anyone. Beloved, anytime you are, you are chosen as a beloved by someone, you must behave well. Because some of, some of, some of, some of, some of us, our temperament is taking control of the relationship. And very soon you identify that you also be working like a single person. You think it's, I've seen it before. That's the example I was giving you from the beginning. You must behave. It is a great privilege to be chosen. Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. What does the Bible say? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. Give me the amplified version. He said, I therefore, the prisoner for the Lord, appeal and beg you to walk, lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called with a behavior that is credit to the sermons to God's service. Paul Paul was in prison. He was writing this to the people. They were not behaving well in the church. He said, I beseech you and beg you, I am appealing to you that you walk, lead a life worthy of the divine call to which you have been called. That is with behavior that is a credit to the sermons to God's service. Let's continue. Living as becomes you with complete loneliness of mind, humility, humility, very, very humble. You must be humble. Some of us, by virtue of small things that we do, we are big, very big in our own mind. But you, 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 you look, everybody will choose humility over pride. A humble wife, a humble husband, a, a humble beloved. I mean, somebody that will say yes to you when you, I mean, is that not what we learn? Yes. Yes. Not, not every, everything. I was listening to a man of God. He said that no man desires to marry his, his, his a second mother or a second sister. When I heard that, I said, Quay, my beloved should hear this. <laughs> so I sent it to her. I said, what do you learn about that? Then she didn't get it. I played back. I said, what do you No man wants to marry. In fact, when I heard it, the thing blessed my heart. I who wants to marry a sister again? Or, or a, a, a mother? Who will be telling you what to do or what not to do? <laughs> Babysitter. <laughs> oh, man. Nobody desires to, to do such a thing. Amen. So when you, when, you come, when you come as a wife or as a beloved, you must behave well. Because even you, the beloved, you are only serious. We can leave you any day. As for wife, there you are, you are there. You can be, you can misbehave. You know they will never leave you. But beloved, sure, we will change our mind right now. <laughs> oh, you do not think so. The way you are behaving, sure, the brother will change his mind right now. As for mine, Bishop said, "What is the use of the mind? You cannot change it." I mean, if you are troubling me, I will change my mind. Bible <laughs> said, gentleness. <clears throat> he said, with patience, bury one another and make allowances because you love one another. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So what, what, 
I, 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 said, it's, I said it's a privilege. Paul said, since we have received this ministry, we faith not. We, we have actually obtained mercy from God. To be chosen to, to, to do anything is a great privilege. And look, no matter what you are doing in the church, take it as a great privilege. Because you do not know where God will bless you. You do not know where God is going to take you. It's not time that because you have a, 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 a loud voice or a voice which, is, which has high pitch, you must be proud. Look, you are, you, is that, that's a, that will be the beginning of your fall. Amen. In fact, that must help you to be more humble. Amen. The second reason why we, 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 must, we, we, must, we must work worthy of the call that has, been called, uh, that has been placed on us is that because we have a limited season of opportunity, what is your life? How long will you live? Bishop said, uh, a man of God said that one of the things that surprises is the brevity of life. The word, the word brevity means short. Amen. The shortness of life. How long would you live, young man? How long would you live? You see, Bible says in uh, Lamentations 3.27, it is good for a young man to bear the yoke in his youth. Numbers chapter 8, 24. Bible says that for, by the age 50, they should retire, the Levites should retire from service. They should rest, retire from working in the temple. By 50. You, you have short opportunity. So if you don't do it now, eh, there may not be any other opportunity for you. The way you are behaving, if you don't behave well now, you see that when the beloved changes, before another person will come, it will be hard. The question that will be on everybody, the question that will be on everybody's mind is what, what did she do before they left? What did she do? What did she do? What did she do? Everybody will be asking, oh, I mean, and people too, the way people are, they will tell you they don't know, but they tell you, don't you know? She's a very bad girl. Not because she's you are really bad, but maybe the fault is his. But they will say she's a very bad girl. And when everybody says you are bad, hey, my friend, tag, you are be tagged with badness. Before and another brother will come, new person will come, you think that, oh, well, let me go closer. By the time you get closer, they broadcast your issue. So when, when you have a position, eh, you must behave well. Because opportunity is very short, limited, limited opportunity. We have limited opportunity to serve God. I mean, one of the things we must pray that God help us to, to know the days that we, the day we will die. So that we will apply our, our head to wisdom, our, to wisdom. Our heart to wisdom. Because, I mean, 100 years, you want to live 100 years? How, how many people live 100 years? God has called you to do something small for him. And it, it, it has become a troublesome pursuit. The, the reality is that some, some, some of us will go 50, some of us will go 60, some of us will go... If, look, if the pastor pronounced everybody will live 100 years, Look, he is saying it by faith. And you too must receive by faith. But that, what, what is the assurance that you live 100 years? The way you are behaving as a prostitute and you are collecting HIV AIDS everywhere, do you think you live 100 years? <laughs> do you see? Amen. Let me give you the, 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 this thing. You must, we must work worthy of the call because the grace of God has worked for us. Bible says that we are saved by the grace of God. It has worked for our good. Hey, if God has not extended that grace, 
you, you are not qualified at all. The, from the commonwealth of Israel, you are, you are alienated. You do not qualify to be, to, be, to be called a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. When you have time, read the words of Jesus. He said, I do not come for, I came uh, for the, the lordship of Israel. Are you from Israel? Is your mother from Israel? Is of, is, or maybe your uncle is from there. You do not qualify. You are from, you are from, Kukratumi, Abelin, Pei, Somanya. You are from, Keta. These are the papers you are from. You see, if, if, you, are, if you come far, you are from America. Your visa has changed. Your, your passport status has changed. That's where you are from. You see, you, are, you do not qualify. You are not near Israel. Amen. So the grace of God has actually worked for us. So when, when you have grace, Paul said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. We must not frustrate the grace of God that has worked for us. That we must also show to God that God, because you have loved me, let me also do something to show that I'm, I appreciate this call that you have placed upon my life. To call me and say, come. And come and be part of my sheepfold. Amen. Amen. The last one. The last one. And we'll be done. The last one is that it is more natural to live a life of an unbeliever than to serve God. Do you get it? The natural course of our life is to become, to, to, by virtue of disobedience from the beginning, is to become unbelievers. Do you see? It is more natural. It is easier. If you like, it is easier to become an unbeliever mm, than to be. So something, you are, something great has worked for you. That despite your, 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 a, a divine blessing has worked for your life, that you will be called to serve in God's kingdom. Look, serving God is more important than serving in the White House. But only few people recognize this as a, that's as a privilege, to serve God. Look, how many people are pastors? How many people call themselves shepherds? Even in your work, who will listen to you? Do you get it? So, it is, it is more like, Bible says that we must not walk in the futility of our mind, as Gentiles do. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. We must not walk in, our, like, in the futility of our mind. Being having their mind darkened. When your mind is darkened, your understanding is limited. How, how, so you see that somebody is rich, but he doesn't know how to handle life. Bible says, better is little with, with, uh, with God than much with foolishness. That you have small, but you have God. And some of us, we are living our life to, to gather everything in the world. But you are empty. There's no God in your life. You know. There's no relationship with God. You, you wake up in the morning, you run to this thing. You go, you work every time you come. It seems you have money, but there's nothing. You don't have anything to show. If, if, I, if they, they should ask all of us to show something, we all show the same amount. Probably, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, not, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised. I would not be surprised if you have more money than because you, you work more. You still do overtime. You take all the overtime hours at work. So you have more. So that's, I'm not surprised. But 
What you, you have to understand that you do not waste your life that, that way. You don't waste. You say, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that from henceforth, walk not as other Gentiles walk. In the vanity of their mind, don't depend on your understanding too much. Trust in the Lord. Amen. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. Amen. So all that I want you to know that when God, since God has called us, how many of you believe you are called by God? To be called by God is even your salvation. That's also another meaning of the call of God. So since God has called us, we must be able to behave well and live a life that is that we can tell God that God, I'm, I'm even thankful for what you have done for me. You see, you must not live yourself in self-righteousness. You see, like now you are coming to establish your own righteousness. Bible says that the people of Israel, Romans chapter 10, Paul said, I have a pain in my heart and concern for people of Israel that they have the zeal of God according to knowledge because they go about establish their own righteousness and they have got it, they, they've gotten it totally wrong. They do not behave well to the, the privilege that they have. That now God has called you, you become a shepherd and you are establish your own self-righteousness. Look, you, you think you, you are looking for somebody who is imperfect. Look at me, I'm so imperfect. I mean, at times I get mad at people, later I know that I'm wrong. You see? So I, all that will depend on is the grace of God to do the work. Your struggles, your this thing, they, I mean, they, they will be there. But make sure you behave well. Make sure you respond well. That you, you know that some, somebody greater than your sin has died for you. Somebody more loving has died for you. Amen. And if you'll be able to respond to that, we'll be chosen in Jesus' name. Shall we rise to our feet? Hallelujah. Pray and ask God for grace to walk worthy of the call, his calling, his hand, his voice that you have heard in the name of Jesus. Oh, Cry Jesus, Father, help us to be strong in the grace in this house of God to become ministers of the gospel. 
serving you for venting from our heart, oh God. We give you praise, we give you honor for what you have done for us in this service, oh God. We are so thankful in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Now every high close, every head bow. You are here, you are not born again, you do not know Jesus. I mean, what you are talking about, the call, you have not heard the call in the first place because you are so alienated from Jesus Christ. You want to give your life to Jesus. Or perhaps you feel so distant from God and you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. I want you to lift up your hand. You want to rededicate your life. You want to say, God, I want to come back to you. I want to start a new life with you. A totally new life with you. Bible says, if any man will call upon the name of the Lord, he shall be saved. You are here. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your hand. Please repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I know I'm a sinner. Jesus, I come to you this evening. Please receive me as your son or your daughter. Jesus, please come into my heart and come and be the Lord of my life. I love you, Jesus, because you first loved me. And I will live for you, Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus and take your seats in the presence of the Lord. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.